0: Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence! Too many pain pills, too much pot. Trying to be something that I'm not superman.
1: Round one, fight.
0: Superman, trying to do more than I can. Got a little out of
2: hand, I ain't superman. Know what I'm talking about? Oh, I never not for that I shit. I blew my throat and I blew my toe. I wound up sipping on soup to show I wasn't superman. Oh, no, I wasn't Superman. <laughs>
1: yes, he has burn power. I'm trying to do
2: more than I can. I got to let out a hand. I wasn't Superman. I hear you. They can play well. And now we're ready to tear each other apart and our awful opinions. Oh. Jake, that's bullshit.
0: Well, the doctor said, son, it's a crying shame. But you ain't Clark Kent and I ain't Lois Lane. You ain't Superman. You ain't Superman Jake you thank you work trying to do more than you can got a little out hand you aint Superman what do you think you
2: well when I die put it on my stone God said Snoopy take your bad ass home you weren't Superman <laughs> go make your list again you didn't do this right <laughs> Oh, uh, fantastic, fantastic, Hey,
0: welcome back to The Brother of Batman I'm Aaron, I'm the oldest side of us Thanks for tuning in And we're doing an all-American episode uh, One of the classics And what's more all-American than Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg singing about Superman
2: <laughs> <laughs> All-American, I don't know about all of that <laughs> But I am Ben, your sunshine into Gotham And the baby brother But not the youngest on this episode
1: no, uh, I'm Jake. I'm the Miller Brother. I'm the come the one that comes up with <laughs> the crazy list of comics that we read through each week. Alright, so this is a podcast of three very different brothers where we get together and talk about Batman. We read Batman comics in a crazy continuity. We talk about Batman TV shows, comic books, movies, whatever we have to talk about uh, The Dark Knight. Except this episode's a little bit different because we're going to be talking about Superman. And in order to talk about Superman, we're bringing back one of our Superman experts From an earlier episode in the show, we have my oldest son, Noah.
3: Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, Noah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you were on back in
1: season two, I think it was. We've come a
3: long way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A long way about talking about Batman.
1: There's been a lot of Batman. Um, But this episode, we're going to be talking about the death of Superman. That's the book we got together to read. And so... Uh, Over here at our house... Why
3: did he have to die? (laughs) Uh, It's part of the the story.
1: It's the 90s.
3: Everything is dying.
1: We'll we'll talk about that, I guess. Uh, Over here in our house, uh, we made a drink called The Death of Superman. Uh, We took some (laughs) blue popsicles, red popsicles, and yellow popsicles and mashed them up and layered them into a champagne glass and then dripped some grenadine down the center of it. I think you said smashed them up,
0: right? Like the yeah. smashing that was going on in here? Yeah, like
1: <laughs> like Blue Beetle's
2: face. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I prefer the smashing in the Superman wedding album, but, uh... <clears throat> oh,
0: hey, you
2: know. Uh, <laughs> ben, you have a beverage you made over there? Yeah, so obviously it has nothing to do with anything, but I am drinking a very... <laughs> a very I'm flavorful, really, truly. Uh, no, no, I, I actually, I made a really, I, um Josh, my husband, and I have been making very fancy margaritas lately, um, and this one is a nice purple color, so that kind of works, because the first Superman book I did, I made a Superman drink that turned purple, <laughs>
3: Ours is turning
2: purple, too. I skipped the attempt at blue and red. I just went straight purple for this really delicious margarita. I think that works. That's that's a good plan. Yeah, It's Mm. thematic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I made a... I have uh, some vanilla vodka with some Diet Cherry 7-Up and some grenadine. And I don't have an official name. I was looking all around for some drinks today. And a lot of the stuff I didn't have. And So I didn't want to look for, go to the store or anything. But I'm calling this uh, an ode to Lex's hair. It's uh, very bright. It's very (laughs) colorful. Uh, So we will uh, discuss that as well.
3: Is Diet Cherry (laughs) 7-Up a thing? I didn't know that was a thing.
0: It is a a thing. It's a very delicious thing if you've never had it.
3: I've never had it. highly recommend it. (laughs) I've had like Cherry Coke and stuff, but I didn't know they had Diet Cherry 7-Up.
0: And if you haven't had Diet Cherry Dr. Pepper, that is awesome, too. So I would recommend that one if you uh, are in need of soda.
3: Yeah, I drink a lot of Dr. Pepper, period. <laughs> uh,
1: I see. <laughs> I had to Delicious. play for them the other night the I'm a Pepper, You're a Pepper song. They didn't believe me. I uh-huh. was walking around singing it. Nobody, oh. nobody thought that was a real song. <laughs>
2: well, I'm a Pepper, yeah. You're a Pepper. Yeah, the old... You don't remember... Did you Did you go to Texas, Ben? Oh, uh, f- Texas, the Dr. Pepper Museum. Yeah. I do remember that, but I don't remember. I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. Oh, yeah. I, I remember Jake. Yeah, Sing, Sing it, Dad. <laughs> Sing
0: <laughs>
1: uh, No, maybe after another couple Death of Supermans, I'll start singing. Because mine has definitely turned purple because I put vodka in mine. It just melted the crap out of the popsicle. So <laughs> 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 it's all mixed together. Nice.
0: Yeah. Well, so we, we, we have not, been, we have not been singing that around the house. We all have uh, been singing... Uh sending a battalion to show you of my love um around the house. Nice. <laughs> so everybody's been randomly Did thinking. you all
2: watch Hamilton?
0: We did. So what's been going on in your geeky little live <laughs> gentlemen? Well, that was that was a nice
1: segue. Good job, good job.
2: Stop talking about comic books or i What I'll do you think you're doing, you. nerd? Stop spending Get
1: I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch.
0: So we watched Hamilton, which was really good. Um, The kids really enjoyed it, actually. They watched the entire thing in two parts. Oh,
2: wow. They watched
0: it in two parts. They watched, like, the first um, probably hour and 45 minutes, and then they wanted to play with their friends. And then they came back and watched the second half or the last 50 minutes on their own which was, I thought was really cool, and you know, I hadn't,
2: cool.
0: you know, you and Ben and I, you and I talked a little bit about uh, the filming and, you know, your thoughts on it and stuff, but I thought mm-hmm. it was really well done, and definitely would be excited to see them do something like uh, Book of Mormon that way, or something else where they would stream Oh something my god, like that. could you
2: imagine if they did all Broadway it, shows you know, shows that way? That's oh, that'd cool. be
0: awesome, and I, you know, there's stuff I was listening to on Twitter um, about it, or reading on Twitter, and uh, about how it's opened it up to so many different people and different markets mm-hmm. and, you know, they need to capitalize
2: on that now. But Yeah. Um, For sure. Anyway, Especially with know. everything going on in the world, it's really cool that Hamilton is on that platform where so many people can see it. I think that's mm-hmm. great.
0: And Kelly is now reading the 700-odd page book uh, that the, the musical was based on.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Well, and yeah. it really I time. recommend watching it again and put the... Uh, closed captioning on If you didn't watch it it's the closed captioning Because I oh, Listen to it a few times And I yeah. get more Every time I listen to it Yeah
0: I, I always have Closed captioning on Because sometimes The volume shifts So much oh, okay. Based on whatever uh, Streaming service You're using That I've just like I don't know I always find I, I like seeing If the the dialogue Matches to what's there And you, you miss it. stuff I think If you don't have it on In my opinion But Plus I'm old For sure So I just justify <laughs> it that way <laughs>
2: Uh, My geeky little world, you already know this, but I'm going to say it to the general public. I'm very excited. Uh, A couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, I talked about how I tried to purchase some original art from my favorite artist, Todd Knox, and he responded to me, and um, I got chosen to be on the list of people who he's going to do artwork for. Yay! And I just got confirmation today that he actually oh. received the sketch cover that I mailed him. Oh, and wow. And he said he's going to work on it the next day or two. Uh. So, I've really been enjoying my email correspondence with Todd Doc. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> <Aye. laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, probably, he's never going to listen to this, I'm probably going to keep those emails, let's be honest. But, uh... <laughs> it's very exciting. I mailed it away. He got it. He's going to send it back to me. And I, I did purchase a, an original, um, fully colored, full body picture of Tim Drake Robin on the Robin 80th anniversary sketch cover. Oh, so wow. that was that'll my be, first present.
1: So you yeah. did go yeah, full was, cover.
2: So how are you? How I are you went planning? full out. I spent all the money that was an option. <laughs> my husband was like, "Go for it." I had to cancel Mm -hmm. a cruise because of coronavirus. I didn't get to see two of my best friends have, like, I haven't gotten to meet two of my best friends' babies because of coronavirus. Like, I've been pretty down, and my husband's like, babe, if you're happy, just buy it. So I went all out on it. Nice.
0: Nice. Uh, How are you planning on displaying it? Are you going to frame it? Are you going to get a new (laughs)
2: box? What are you going to do? All oh, good questions. So Jake gave me, or I flash purchased from Jake, a awesome uh, hard case like to hang on the wall. That I actually have my Batman Adventure first appearance of Harley Quinn in one of those. But the Robin 80th anniversary is so thick that it doesn't fit. I do not have an answer to that question. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, you know, I hate saying like you've already spent this much. You may as well spend more, but you know. You were talking about the emails. It would be cool if you like did some kind of, you know, scrapbook like style comic style with some of the email quotes that, you know, are the oh, okay. lines and
2: cool. like a Yeah,
0: like a shadow all
2: together.
0: Like you uh, That is cool. Oh slightly stalkerish, but very cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be very stalkerish, but <laughs> you <yeah, that'd be laughs> know, your email correspondence probably has ended. He's like uh he's flagging you already as a goddess
2: like, my This is the first and last picture I will do for one Ben Winkler. <laughs> uh
1: boy Oh, what about you, Jacob Noah? Uh Noah, you wanna go
3: first? Sure. Uh well I've been start I started a YouTube channel, I don't know, a long time ago, a few months ago. And I'm not posting as much as I like to, but I just do gaming videos. And it's fun, but it's it's also stressful. (laughs) Like, because I want to get, like, good content for it. Like, I want to be good at the game, but I'm not. So, like, most, like, I have hours of video capture on my PlayStation, and I just delete it all because there's nothing good in there. Yeah. No, I
0: totally understand having to come up with something good out of something that's a bunch of crap.
1: (laughs) Well, and the stress of you know having to produce something that comes out on a regular basis. I mean, we often have to get together and record two to three episodes at a time just because of schedule and to make sure that we have something that releases every week. So it's tough to keep up that regular release schedule.
3: And even though it is stressful, I like... What's your time frame, Noah? Uh what do you mean by that?
2: Like like uh, how often do you release?
3: Uh well, I want to release at least well, what I want to do is release daily, but that's impossible. And I want to release weekly, but I haven't posted in like the past 2-3 weeks because I still can't get any content. So, it's just okay. whenever I get stuff pretty much.
0: What are you what are you playing?
3: Uh Fortnite, Apex, just like my channel's kind of devoted, like, first- and third-person shooters. Like, all yeah. those kinds of games.
1: Where can they find your channel? YouTube. <laughs> what would the link be? How would they find you?
3: Uh, Well, the name is You Know Bandit, spelled U-N-O-W, and then Bandit, B-A-N-D-I-T. Did I spell that right? I don't know if I spelled that right. <laughs> but... so. <is laughs> It's well, you whoever know whoever
0: that is is gonna get the new subscribers hopefully yeah <laughs> uh, it's
3: you know <laughs> bandit hopefully. and it took me a while to find that name like I would search up random names and then I went I eventually just went to a random name generator and took like three or four names and kind of just crushed them all into one and then I searched right. it up on YouTube oh, and wow. nobody had the name so if you look up that specific keyword of my name it's just me and all my videos and then a few random like music videos or something like that.
2: So yeah. What yeah. Do you do you um? What do you
3: use to edit them? Uh. Well, I used to use the PlayStation Share Factory, like the installed app, but I recently just okay. got a new laptop, so I'm st- I haven't really edited much on it. But I'm starting to use Filmora, which is a free editing software that you can like edit videos. And then for my nice. for the commentary videos that I eventually want to do, I'm gonna use Audacity and then combine those two together. Very cool.
0: It's all good skills to have. You never know. You know, once you get into doing that stuff, you can uh, easily transition to other programs and things and more advanced uh, professional stuff as you go.
3: Yeah. And -hmm. even though it's, like, stressful (laughs) to get the content, it just makes me want to be better at those games. Like, always trying to, like, train. And, like, I'm always looking at videos like, oh, how do you get good at this game? And I take notes. And I always want to implement those. So even though it is really stressful to get content, it just makes me want to do things. So that's why I keep sticking with it. Because yeah. I know as soon as I quit, I'm just gonna give up on it. So,
0: right, Jake, what would you? What game would you uh, stream or do content of? It doesn't have to be a streamable game, but what would you do as if you had uh, to do
1: a video game?
3: Probably Fortnite.
1: <laughs> that's probably the game I play most these days. Um, back in the day, though, I do like a uh, like a speed run of uh the zelda games yeah zeldas
3: i i was about to say like you'd be good at like those mm. game boy games like using <laughs> emulators and stuff to yeah. just create videos
1: that's about when my game skills ended was <laughs> about the time a game boy in super nintendo
2: <laughs> nice. attack the right. chickens
1: <laughs> yeah yeah ben yeah. how about you
2: uh i would spend hours and hours telling everyone how to raise and breed the best Chocobo on the original Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> I, I see it now. Just chocobo game tutorials. One of 12. Chocobo 2 of 12. <laughs> well, you could only keep 6, so it was a little trustful. No, <laughs> those are <two> episode then. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> That's a series.
1: That's 6 per save file, so come on. Yeah, you, you a couple. <laughs> it's true, nice. there's multiple save files. Nice so we're uh, we're getting ready to head out on a little family trip uh, up to Michigan, Michigan this coming week. And so my weekend geek is actually a little bit of a forecasting to, to uh, the the coming week. Mm. Um, we're gonna be out in some cottages and on the beach, and I wanted uh, something not just comic booky to read, but of course, I bought a book about comic books. So <laughs> I found <laughs> that <laughs> I found this novel on Amazon. It had pretty good reviews. And it was short and sweet enough that I figured I could read it on uh, the family vacation. It's called Battle at the Comic
3: Expo. He doesn't read that fast. Just <laughs> a note. <laughs>
1: they, they know. We have to share the comic books. so <laughs> um, It's about two comic creators having a spiff uh, with a, uh, a an overzealous fan at a comic expo Oh, nice! and apparently like all the reviews and everything were like you know the story is good and great but it's really like a a nice slice of pop culture history from like the early days when comic cons were just starting to get really big and yeah so I'm excited for that part because I know we all were going to comic cons Ben and I especially when we were
0: uh, teenagers I miss I miss comic cons
1: yeah I am desperate to go to a comic show
0: I don't miss humans, Ben. I don't care about humans.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> me a <the> comic show. <laughs> but yeah, I'm That's looking
0: fair. forward the to... The only humans uh...
2: I'm seeing keep trying to give me corona. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hopefully your puppets don't have corona, so that'd be fun. Oh,
2: <laughs> well, that'd be I mean, fun. They...
1: <laughs> all right, do we want to... I filmed
2: a segment with a puppet today where the puppet was wearing a mask because <laughs> I'm sending a video out to all the teachers. And uh, the puppet is definitely wearing a mask to try to promote good habits. Awesome.
0: That's hilarious. All right. Any uh, Bat News, anybody? Uh, hmm. I don't think they I They cast
2: any. a new Batwoman.
3: Oh, Batwoman. I saw that.
0: Yeah, do you know anything about her, Ben?
2: I, all I know about the actress that they cast for the role of Batwoman, which will not... I don't think it's going to be the same character. I think it's going to be a different character being Batwoman. Um, is that the actress is... Bisexual, which to me matters because representation and all that. And it was really important yes. to them to cast someone in the LGBTQ community the first okay. time Right. by casting um, someone under the L category. So now they've casted someone under the B category. So I think it's cool that they're uh. still being aware and they're still wanting the show to mean something more than just a superhero show um, nice. because the Batwoman character is really important to that community. So I think it's cool that they're doing that with the actor. Yeah, yeah. That's all I know. I, I don't know anything she's
1: been in. Well, yeah, I think they've definitely said yeah. that it's not going to be the same character It's somebody else taking up that bat mantle, so...
0: I think the transition probably will be easier if it's somebody else taking up the mantle than trying to <laughs> transition to the same name. Like, you know, you could work out, I don't know. I don't know whoever is leaving. Maybe they can do an episode where there's, like, a crossover and they pass on the mantle. or I don't know, something like that, but...
1: Yeah, that you know,
0: yeah, would probably be, cool. be, be easier to do that.
1: Or they may just, like, kill her and find her body in the suit in an alley somewhere or something.
2: <laughs> right. Depending right. on how mad at they are at the actress, yeah. Totally.
1: <laughs> totally. All right, well, speaking
2: yeah. of speaking dead of
0: things...
3: <laughs> 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 well
0: done, gentlemen, well done. All right, so I
1: think Noah's going to give us a quick recap of the book we read.
3: Quick indeed. Uh, so... Basically, Superman dies. Well, yeah. So Doomsday comes, beats the Justice League, and then beats Superman into the ground, and Superman's dead. Pretty much the end of it. (laughs) That
2: is the most concise
0: and to-the-point recap I think we've ever had on this show. Very good.
3: There's not really much to say. I mean, like, most of it just files into that detail. Like, you don't really need anything else to get there.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what a recap's supposed to be. Um and yeah so
2: quote let's quote Jake saying that's what a recap (laughs) supposed to be so when he's rambling for hours I can be like okay be like your son and sum it up in four or five words and then (laughs) let's move on (laughs) yeah Yeah, we all
1: know that's not gonna happen (laughs) we'd read the death of Superman and a few issues from a funeral for a friend as well
0: I want to start off by saying I was I remember. Buying the single issue or the trade when it came out, when this event actually was happening, and I think Jake, I got it at Seven Eleven, if I remember correctly. You did,
1: you did. Okay. I, remember I-, I <laughs> wanted to ask about that because I remembered it coming from Seven Eleven. Uh, I w- I couldn't remember if you went down there and bought it or if Dad got it, like on the way home from work. I went night.
0: down and walked. I walked down there and bought it. Okay. Um, yeah, so I do remember, this is probably my fourth time reading The Death of Superman. Uh, reading it, obviously, for a different point than the first couple of times. But mm-hmm. there's some things I noticed as we go on. But it just, it brought back a flood of memories as like, you know, I think I was probably, I don't remember, when did it come out? What year was it? It
1: came out much? November 18, 1992. Oh. The, the Death okay. Issue. So, when it started. No, 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 no. Superman 75 came out in November 18th, 1992.
0: No, I was probably finishing eighth grade before, when this came out. Yeah, so I was going into high school uh, when the book came out. And I remember, like, what's going to happen? I remember, like, does he really die? Is this, like, for real? And, you know, I bought this... I think I bought the, the plastic wrap... I'm trying to remember, guys, no. and I don't know. It's been a long ass time. Uh, the plastic wrap, you know, bag yeah, issue. Yeah, and I you... think they had them wrapped. They had them wrapped so you couldn't, like, peek in there, I think, is what it was.
1: Right. So Especially the main...
0: Because of the power of that episode for the, the book.
1: The main distributed issue was in a black poly bag with the red bleeding S on it. Um, yeah, you got a newspaper obituary obituary page for the death of. That's right, and you got That's a, right. a black armband to wear that had the the red <laughs> S on it too. Got um, an armband? Yeah. yeah, there was an armband. It's the same armband that they wear in the funeral issue when all of the Justice League and everybody
3: they promoted the armband. There was somebody at the funeral who was like who had the newspaper with a free armband coming with it and like a T shirt or something. Oh, really? With like the Superman symbol, but it was all like bloody and stuff. Yeah, and Uh, then somebody stopped him uh and was like, "No respect for Superman!" Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) a couple years ago at a at a thrift mart or a thrift sale out in uh, the like a I don't know like a trunk sale, you know, like like a parking lot. I bought the uh, original plastic wrapped black cover with the red S symbol on it. So I have not opened. it. Oh, nice. So I have the issue. Uh,
2: so Can I ask um, how much that was?
0: At the sale? Yeah, yeah. It was like two bucks.
1: Yeah.
2: That's
1: awesome. <laughs> so this uh, this issue, so I actually had a hard time tracking down an accurate number. I went through about 15 different sites, and almost every time it was split, or uh, they were split 50-50 on who said how many of uh, copies of this book were sold. So it's either 3 million or 6 million and I think 6 million may oh end up god. being the worldwide number. So to put that in perspective, the average issue of Superman was selling somewhere between 100 and 150,000 copies a month oh every boy. time a new one came out. Oh my god. Yeah. So at this point in time it was one it wasn't the big the biggest of the year, but it was one of the big No, no, I'm sorry. The Death of Superman 75 was the biggest comic book sales of 1992. The problem is in 1992 and 1993, you have the launch of Image. And so this was one of the biggest record-selling time periods. I think you mean the
0: Spawn of Image,
1: Jake.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, So you have Spawn, you have Spider-Man 1 the same year, X-Force 1, and then you have X-Men 1, which is still the highest-selling comic book ever. Um, all came out within a year of each other. And this was right in the middle. And That's DC crazy. was trying to be reactionary to all of of uh, what Marvel was doing with X-Men and Spider-Man and then what Image was doing with Spawn and their other creations. And they're like, we have to do something big. Kill Superman. Kill him! Kill him!
2: <laughs> because they reacted all right.
1: <laughs> originally, uh, from what I read, originally issue 75 and then, spoiler alert, issue 500 when Kal-El returns, Uh, those were set up to be the wedding of Clark and Lois. Not 500.
2: 505.
1: Well, yeah, he starts starts to make his return in 500. Yes, yes, yes. So,
2: yeah, so... We'll get to that in another episode. Right.
1: But originally, it was scheduled for this year for Superman, for Clark and Lois to be married and they thought that with everything going on in the comic world that that story wasn't going to be impactful, impactful enough, so they pushed it off down the line, and they don't end up getting married for another three years in continuity, or in in publication, uh, and so they killed him yeah. off instead. Jeez, uh, Clark, just move a little faster next time. God. <laughs> I
2: read... But well, he's not the fastest man alive. Oh, no, that's true.
1: Another What's statistic that force, kind of Aaron? blew my mind... Yeah. <laughs> That the day that, uh, so November 18th, the the reason I kept saying the specific date, because the day that that comic book hit uh, both the direct market and the newsstand market, uh, there were three, it's reported that $30 million in comic books were sold that day.
3: That one day? That's crazy.
1: Not just that book, but other books coming out as well. But yeah, It, it was insane. Like. The one I read is The
0: the Trade, and it has, I don't know what year it is, but it has the best-selling graphic novel of all time written across the top. So I'm assuming that all the issues together, you know, it must have become the
1: best one of all time. Then. Sure, yeah. If you take the sales of the books that make up this trade paperback, it's got to be, I mean, and then include the sales of the trade paperback itself, it's got to be huge, um, and I mean, there are some super iconic covers in this run, you know, mm-hmm. S- Superman 75 alone, like the the ripped cape on the spike in the destruction of Metropolis, like that image yeah. is one of comic book history.
3: Was this the first appearance right. of Doomsday in, in the Superman continuity?
1: So, yeah. So the the opening pages of the trade paperback are actually taken from four different Superman titles. And it was the last page of the four issues right before the storyline kicked off. So every page shows Doomsday punching the wall and his his fist gets a little bit more exposed and the wall gets a little bit more damaged.
2: Those were from different titles?
1: Yeah, every one of them is the last page of Superman, Man of Steel's uh 17 Superman 73 Adventures of Superman 496 and Action Comics 683 So
3: it was them tying it all no! together.
1: Yeah, and so they were just they were just teasing that Doomsday is coming. Doomsday is coming. Doomsday is coming. And then it really? yeah. Cool. And then it opens with him breaking out of his cage and uh releasing himself. Oh. So we talked about obviously this is a show about Batman and Noah you haven't been on the last few episodes, <laughs> but See we've you. Been We've been talking about, at this point in time in comics, there were so many Batman titles. There was Batman, Detective Comics, Legends of the Dark Knight, Shadows of the Bat, uh, Robin's about to get his own series, a bunch of things going on. Right, getting ready
2: for all his sidekicks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there was just as many Superman titles. There were four ongoing Superman stories and he was appearing in Justice League as a regular member as well. So
2: with w- no sidekicks, mind you. There was a supergirl, <laughs> but she didn't have her own book.
1: Correct. Super
2: putty, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I wrote jello, but putty is a much better word. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into some specifics. Oh wait, 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 one more thing. Ben, this is more for you. How much do you miss the date uh, order diamond on the front of the book? I don't know if I'm describing that correctly.
2: I, I love them. I actually used to organize my comics by them. So individual comics within a family. So all of the Superman titles that Jake just mentioned
0: oh, would indeed.
2: have their own individual numbers on the so it'd be it'd be like Superman Man of Steel Twenty and then Superman 76, but underneath them would have the year and a little triangle or a diamond, depending on what the issue was, with a number. And that number would be so if you wanted to read all the Superman books, you pick them up by then that number, would tell you the order of that yeah. year. Tell and you how that's that's cool. tell you would read them. So you wouldn't read all of Superman Manuscule in order, you would read no. the whole Superman family in order. And so, I freaking love that. And used to have... You an order that. and
0: a system to figure out what to read and not some makeshift list that the brother's <laughs> doing?
1: <laughs> yes. We could have a very organized <laughs> Superman list. Slay him! Get him! Get
2: him! They, Get him! They didn't but, do it until what, the what 90s, asshole. Other, I mean... Batman and Superman did it. I don't know if anything else did it. That's how I had all of my Superman comic books were organized by that. And so, one when I reorganized my comics to be the IKEA shelves, I rearranged them into title, and I hate myself for that because <laughs> now if I want to read, you know, funeral for a friend, I have to go in four different areas of my collection oh. to find all the books. God, well. <laughs> and it's just a yeah.
1: sign of what was going on in comics at the time, right? Like that is all, that is a tool for them to promote sales uh, across four different titles. And for them to say, "Hey guys, you can read this and you can be a Superman collector, but if you really want to know the whole story, you need to get number, you know, 1992 number 5, number 6, number 7. You need to have all these because you're going to miss pieces of it. The death of Superman kind of was the big turning point downwards for comic books. You say
2: downwards?
1: It was. After, after these sales had boomed, Like this was the the apex of it. And the collectability oh. and the mass marketing of comic books is what ended up killing the industry in the 90s because there were so many alternate covers. There were so many big splash moments. Everybody was trying to gotcha. be that next $3 million, or $3 copy mm-hmm. book. And so they kept pushing for, oh, well, fans, you know, if I put out two covers of the same book, they're going to buy both covers. Oh, if I tell you that you have and to read did. all four of these issues to get the story, you're going to buy all four issues. And that, that ended so, up hurting people.
2: So we heard Aaron's perspective of picking it up when it came out. I want to know, Noah, did you, is this your first time reading this?
3: Uh, Not exactly. So we had, oh, I don't know. It was a, maybe even like a year ago. I don't know. But they, there was a bunch of random comics. Like, there was a Simpsons comic. There was, like, small ones. Like, it was weird. And so there was a Death of Superman, the very last one, number 75, in, like, the single issue. And so but my dad was like, oh, you can just take any of these you want. I, I don't remember what we were going to do with them. We are going to sell them or something. And so I took it because I was like, it's one of the only books that I was going to enjoy. And then we went to a comic, sh- or a comic store not too long ago and I found a trade paperback for it um, consisting of seven issues and the last one being that single issue that I had and it was only like $5 oh. and so I bought it and then my dad was like, oh yeah, we're going to do an episode on the death of Superman. Do you want to be on it? And then I said, sure, since I had the book and that's yeah. how I got here.
2: So you so you, ha- you had it and you kind of read part of it already.
3: Yeah, I read the very end of it, and then I got the trade gotcha. paper back and read all of it, just, nice. just recently.
0: So what do you think of the Justice League characters in here, Noah?
3: <laughs> well, I know some of them, like, I've heard of Blue Beetle and, like, Booster Gold and some of them, but, like, I mean, I was talking about it, like, the Justice League, the Green, Green Lantern, Flash, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, like, those aren't mm-hmm. the common ones, like, they're the ones that most people know, but like there's many other Justice Leagues out there, like as they change. And so mm-hmm. it's definitely interesting to see all of those and how it like progresses over time and how it's its kind of own storyline with all the characters' right. storylines within it.
1: Yeah, we're still three or four year what is it? No, three years away from the Grant Morrison JLA where it solidifies like what the common knowledge of the big six or the big seven will end up being. So
0: the ones that are actually use, useful, not these. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Eric, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up so early because re- one of my earliest memories, I I, I remember the, the 7-Eleven moment and bringing the book home and being so impressed by this momentous comic book thing that was happening. But I really remember reading the story in the trade paperback form for the first time, and I, I would have been mm-hmm. fifteen or sixteen by the time I got a hold of it. It was one of the earlier trades that I read, but I remember not knowing who the hell these Justice League people were when I was reading. I'm like, <laughs> they're like, oh, the Justice League's here to save them, and I'm like, okay, cool, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, they're gonna kick this guy's butt for a little while. I'm like, no, who are these fourth
2: and fifth string dodos? And <laughs> <They're> <laughs> first of bambled. all, first <laughs> of all, Guy Gardner was referenced as being a previous Green Lantern. So at one point, he was an actual superhero. Till <laughs> <laughs> he got kicked out. <laughs> also, that girl Ice had some badass muck Oh, my so. God.
0: <laughs> she's like, I'm going to go beat him up on my own. And she's got these fuzzy boots on. I'm like,
2: what are you doing? <laughs> Fuzzy leg (laughs) (laughs) warmers. It was ridiculous.
0: Well, and Superman even mentions like he's beating up Doomsday, and he's like he comes back to save the family that's in danger. He's like, I kind of wish the jail could have dot dot dot. Right? He's like,
1: oh, I thought they could handle this one at least. (laughs) <laughs> so
0: yeah i thought that was like he doesn't want to bad mouth anybody really even on like the cat grant show he's not bad mouthing guy Gardner. he said we had our differences even though they're like got the blows or whatever before this issue happens he's he's trying to maintain you know his persona that is he'll do whatever it is to do the right thing um which I thought was, it. I thought that was good.
2: Absolutely, being a Batman podcast, could you imagine Batman being on the Cat Grant show?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> all, all his answers would be a glare or no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I really shouldn't be here.
1: Well, it was one of the reasons I wanted to put this. I am the night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wanted... Are you are you saying that in the Lego Batman voice? Because I kind of feel like that's the the vo- the picture I see on a, on a talk show.
2: That's the only Batman voice I can do.
1: <laughs> when I went to this book in the timeline, although Batman does not appear in the Death of Superman trade paperback, I it's important to show how different to the world Superman is and how he uh, was was sorry. Uh, you know what, what he represents and what he keeps going through in order to uh, save the the country at this point in time, and eventually the world and Metropolis from doomsday. And I I I know I've read this book five or six times, but every time I forget like how well. They, they tell the story of Doomsday's rampage. Like, at first you're like, oh, Amen. you know, like, oh, he hates trucks and trees, and he's just, like, smashing things. It doesn't matter. But then that's you realize... He like,
2: killed that cute little bird!
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the deer, and yeah. Um, Isn't his purpose to kill
3: me. Superman? Maybe I read so it wrong, but Superman. I feel like that's his purpose.
1: So he doesn't <laughs> have a purpose other than to survive and destroy. Oh, okay. Um, I do- so
3: can I, can
2: kept- I confess something? Yes. So I was put off by this book when I was a child, and I didn't read this book for a really long time because he killed that bird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nobody's surprised.
2: <laughs> so no, no, no one should be surprised. I think, that's, I think that's one of my triggers. I think that's one of my like, growing up moments was reading that as a kid. I was like, oh, my brothers are reading this. This is important. And I tried to read it, and he squashes the bird for no reason. I was like, no, I
3: can't read this book.
2: <laughs> and I never read it. Oh, my God, that's hilarious.
3: Those scenes Sorry. definitely like, describe... No,
2: obviously, you know, 20 years later.
3: <laughs> those scenes definitely describe, like, Doomsday's character because there were multiple of them, like, just him destroying things. It's, like, all this peaceful scene, and then, like, Doomsday's, and like... Not enjoying it, but he's just standing there, and then he just crushes everything. Oh, he's everything. enjoying
0: it, Noah. Yeah, he's laughing. I, I, think, he's, I think he's enjoying
3: it. Well, yeah. But yeah, yeah he's,
1: you're he's right. Walking. He just keeps... Cru- and they keep showing the same kind of scenes like because it's supposed to tell us this guy is relentless. Like He's not going to stop. He doesn't get tired. He's just going to keep crushing
2: and destroying. He
3: may or may not kill Superman. <laughs> All
2: right. It was cool so, how much of a straight path they show him going in. Like there's there's um scenes from the sky where you see this like straight line of destruction and I was like, Dang, he's really unchuppable. And I thought the book did a good job of books like issue by issue showing him to be more and more dangerous.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well,
0: and then he he doesn't start like doing his bounce to launches until like you know, halfway through the book, you know, on like his that's when his determination to go to metropolis is set in. You know, that's where mm-hmm. he's heading and nothing's going to stop his rampage.
3: He kept repeating Metropolis, like, whenever he would, like, leap away. Like, he would always say mm-hmm. Metropolis first and then just go. He's like, right. he has a... I per- feel like
0: Doomsday would have gotten along really well with the KGB. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why did I know that you were going to say that when I was reading this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... I do We've been doing this
2: a while now. <laughs> I recorded some puppets and a Cookie Monster voice, and I thought of you and the KGB. <laughs> awesome. So this book, this book, it's, I feel like it's exciting and challenging to really get into this book because it's such an iconic thing. Like, do we analyze the art? Do we analyze the storytelling? Do we analyze the mm. Like, what really needs to be said? I well, I think what needs to be said,
0: Ben, is Jimmy Olsen's Turtle Boy costume. That
2: <laughs> oh my god, said. the Turtle Boy! <laughs>
0: <laughs> you dorks!
2: What is that? He's an actor. He's I don't a know. Turtle?
0: Sorry. I drilled you totally from
2: whatever you're gonna say. No, you're fine. Uh, we need to talk about the turtle boy, um, <laughs> because I've seen I've seen a different issue. I feel like a later made issue where he's this giant turtle boy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, I think that's actually like a Silver Age story that they've brought back a couple times now. I. Of all the research I did, I have like three pages of notes. I did not research anything about Turtle Boy, I'm sorry.
3: I don't even have one. Uh, Well, you aren't good at predicting what we want to talk about, Jake.
1: (laughs) I did a whole breakdown of all the crappy Justice League
2: characters. (laughs) What I was going to say, despite everything else, one of the things I found the most fascinating about this entire experience was honestly the fact that the last issue, the actual death of Superman issue, mm-hmm. every page was a standalone full spread picture.
0: Yeah, I wrote that down too, but like no margins, full art. Yeah. it was the transition, it, and and it wasn't, it wasn't like immediate. Uh, there were some pages I was I was flipping through before we started recording tonight. Uh, there are some pages where the margins start shrinking it starts shrinking a little bit ahead of time when when it's approaching that climactic fight between the two of them. It's like that crescendo building, it builds up. And I thought that, I made note of that, I thought that was spectacularly well done. It's like shifting to like, this is the action and now you're a bystander watching this battle between these two giants, these two goliaths go at each other slugging. And we're not going to have this extraneous nonsense in here to get in the way of to get in the way of it. It's like you've got all everybody's a bystander. JLA that's left is a bystander. The people standing on the streets, like watching. You know, everybody is so.
1: And it's it's Superman and Doomsday, and then you have really the only other character that plays any impactful moment and that final issue is Lois Lane like trying to plead with Clark to not die like you know please don't Mm -hmm. give yourself away to this but I understand that you have to like she knows that the man that she's in love with can't do anything other than and then try to stop Doomsday no matter what it takes even if it's his life and the the pain that they do uh on her face and and you know in her expressions like you really feel for lois like you're put in lois's Mm -hmm. shoes i think during that final issue like Mm -hmm. you're right there feeling the impact of the punches and and the the slams and everything just like she is i thought it was an amazing issue because i i remembered this book great i did not remember that that was a thing and thinking back on Aaron when you got this issue at 711 like if you had opened it I, I would have been 10 you would have been 14 like looking back mm-hmm. on this comic like we would never have seen a comic that was just all full splash pages like that it would have felt no, I don't think was, I've
2: ever seen one even since
1: yeah it would have felt really really special and it, it did even now reading it again I thought
2: well
0: if you look at the spine of the trade you can tell like the last like 10 pages are different. Like, you can just look at it and see that, oh, what's going on here, you know? So, I think, yeah, it definitely was something different. And, you know, I know we've got a lot, I don't know how much we have left to talk about. I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but most of it's Superman and, you know, Doomsday beating each other just not But the <laughs> last, you know, the last issue, I there's some stuff I want to discuss, but, um, then we have the funeral of a friend. Is there anything you want to talk about earlier than the splash pages?
3: Uh, what are your guys' favorite scenes in the book? Like, just the trade paperback of all the issues.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. our favorite
0: scenes?
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, I really liked when Doomsday killed the bird.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so this is, like, fun,
3: but I have to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I, I don't know, No, What's your favorite scene?
3: Definitely the one with the camera, where it was like, he was taking pictures, and in the reflection of the camera, you just see them fighting, like they're flailing all around.
1: Oh, yeah. He's got it open right yeah, now. It's the final issue, and it, it's in Jimmy's yeah. camera, and Lois and Jimmy are looking over the camera, but... Doomsday and Superman are locked in combat, like in the lens. It's, that's and really cool. a lot of
3: reviews that like people do on this book, they're saying a lot of things about like, oh, it's definitely the gr- like the greatest scene in the entire book, kind of thing. Like, yeah, no, I,
0: I agree with you. I think I think that the the way they did that last issue, there's so much to look at each, on each page. Like when um, Martha and uh, Clark's dad are hugging each other. You see on the TV Lois hugging Superman laying there in the rubble. You can see a lot of different things on the faces of the characters in the background as they're battling. So I think there is a lot uh, to be seen there. Yeah. Um,
1: what I think my I,
0: favorite.
1: Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Sorry.
0: Uh, my favorite is when Lex and Super Blob are, uh, <laughs> you know, watching the news. And it cuts back to now. We return you to the brave and the bold. I'm just thinking: is penguin slipped
2: so- through that while you were talking? Sorry. Well, I, and cheated. my my mind
0: immediately went to: Hey, I wonder if the penguin is watching his soap operas again. <laughs> and
2: well, I have the- intel, Aaron. I can guarantee that he was in fact watching his soap opera. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think between
2: uh, him watching the Turtle Boys show (laughs)
0: oh
1: true true yeah
2: I think my favorite scene's
1: gotta be the introduction of Doomsday like although it's ripped from four different issues and then put in there as the you know final Doomsday is here like it really for a character that we know nothing about um up until this book like he's brand new he's created for this story he explodes literally explodes into the scene and I think the Mm -hmm. the the repetitive panels and just showing him get stronger and stronger and fiercer and fiercer just tells you so much about this character. And really the only thing that you need to know about doomsday is he gets stronger, he adapts and learns and he's unstoppable. And they wrapped all that up really cleanly before you ever even see this character.
3: It was a like, I agree. And I like how like his bones almost grew out of the rubber suit. Like, it was all rubber mm-hmm. at first, and then, it like, they just get bigger, and it just starts tearing. So it's less of a copy and paste, and it goes from, like, it zooms in on his fist as he punches, and then sometimes it'll go out as, like, the holes in the wall and the dents as he's punching the wall.
1: And then to carry on from there, like, within this story, everybody's continually questioning... Where did he come from? Who made him? Whose fault is this? Is this a Lex Luthor creation? Did Cadmus Labs uh-huh. make a new gene monster? Like, where did this guy come from? And they never tell you. They, it's not until a couple years later, uh, the guy who, who wrote the main story, Dan Jurgens, comes back and does a Superman and Doomsday story that fills in who and what Doomsday actually is. Um, oh yeah, And I okay. really like that it's kept cryptic like that. Like, you don't know why he's there. Uh, why was he tied yeah. up? Why is he in prison?
3: It's just a monster trying to do- destroy Superman. But it's yeah. a developed monster in the sense of a trade paperback, seven issues. Like, they develop him yeah. well enough that you know he's there for to kill Superman. You know he's strong enough to kill Superman. But you don't know his full backstory.
1: Well, in all this time... As a regular reader, you've got to put yourself into those shoes in 1992. Like, you've got to be thinking, there's no way they're actually going to do this, right? I know there's news coverage, they're talking about it uh, on the nightly news, it's in newspapers. Well, that's
2: like the death of Jason Todd, like, were they going to do it? You know, it's up in the air because it's such a big thing.
1: Yeah, and... Then they do it, and it's like, oh, okay, they they're actually going to go for this.
2: Nice. I mean, they did it for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my favorite scene, Noah, since you did ask all of us. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I actually, this might be controversial, but I actually really enjoyed the storytelling of the issue where he's being interviewed by Cat Grant for the oh, mm-hmm. um, for the high schoolers. I loved that every page had that interview up top, and it showed us what Superman's about. It showed us um, intentions, and it showed us his beliefs. And then underneath, you saw the destruction. You saw the Justice League getting their butt handed to them by this force. And that was the moment, obviously, I knew how this ended, clearly. I've been alive. I've read comic books. And also, it's called The Death of Superman. But, reading that, that was the moment where I really felt like, storytelling-wise, we knew that he is this almighty being, he's a source of good, and he's going to do everything he can to stop this. And that's where you see, oh, this is serious.
1: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That was great storytelling.
3: Yeah.
1: So, I I do think that,
0: uh, do you have a copy in front of you, Ben? Yes. Jake, no you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Alright. Turn to I don't have a page, but it's the page spread <laughs> that has well, it has Jimmy Olsen's camera shot. And right. it's the it's the page where it begins with the yellow blocked bubbles near the yeah. end.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. I think we should read aloud the uh yellow narration and uh take turns on pages. So we got one, two, three, four.
2: Five, six <laughs> To the end of the thing.
0: To the end of the thing, yeah. Each of us Can, takes I, two can I read threads.
2: can I read Lois? Can I read the last
3: two pages? Yeah. There's only one block All on right. that page. <laughs> <laughs> on both of them. All right, Ben's
2: got the last oh I'm gonna page. read Lois, Noah <laughs> <laughs> No wait, well
0: Okay. Oh, you're talking
3: so about the So you want
0: that. the pages Lois right before the last two. So there's four yes. of us. Right? I
3: thought you were talking about the very last one.
0: Jake, do you want, you and Noah want to take, uh, what do you want, Jake?
3: I'll take the second one since that was considered my favorite scene.
1: The second one with, uh...
0: The,
3: the reflection in the camera.
1: Alright, so you start. Oh, no, you, you do, do the, the first, first one two, two.
3: Oh, the first two?
1: And then I'll do the second two. And then Aaron, you do the third You two. do the second well, two, one, and I'll do, I'll do, like, the last page.
0: Okay. Alright. Sounds good. Alright, Noah, go for it.
3: Like, <laughs> like wary boxers who have gone... At Gone the distance, the combat... I can't read. Combat right. we'll, we'll tents collide in one last explosive effort. In the years to come, a few witnesses will tell th- tell of the power of these final punches, that they could literally feel the shock waves. Others will remember the, the enormous crater that resulted from the sheer force of the blows, but most will remember the sad day, as the day the proudest, the most noble man they ever knew, finally fell. For those who loved him... One who would call him husband, one who would be his pal.
1: Or those who would call him son, (laughs) this is the darkest day they could ever imagine. They raised him to be a hero, to know the value of sacrifice, to know the value of life.
0: And for those who served with Superman in the protection of all life, comes the shock of failure, the weight of being too late to help. But it will. For a city to live, a man has given his all and more.
2: Please hang on. The paramedics will be here any second. But it is. You say, Izzy, Izzy. You stopped him. You saved us all. Now relax and chill. For well, this is the day that a Superman died. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <so. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, well, that was interesting.
2: Yeah, I, I said, would pay good money to do that.
0: <laughs> As a puppet.
2: <laughs> As a puppet. <laughs> okay, I want to I wanna say one more thing about this issue. Um, the last page, we talked about Lois' emotion and all that, but the final page being nothing but the flag, his dead body, destruction as and Lois, and Jimmy. Like, there's no other people in the background. There's not a lot of other scenery in the background. Like, well, Jimmy taking a picture of that moment is so heart-wrenching. Uh-huh. Superman's his pal. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Lois is his coworker and friend. Like, but he's doing it because it's his job, and he's giving us that moment. Like, as a photographer, he's presenting it right. to the world, which is what we get to see. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, that... It's cliched, but that page is
1: my favorite part of the book. Chance for that. So. i Sounds good. I wanted to share something that I noticed in this read, this last time. So the last two pages of the book uh, are two. It's a double page spread for two flips, right? And what Ben read with uh, Lois's quotes, she's holding and my cr- beautiful description. Yeah, your shrill little Lois Lane. Uh, <laughs> She, she's cradling Superman, and he's, he's sitting up against her, dying and bleeding, and his, his costume's torn. And the next, when you flip it, the next two-page spread, she has let him go, and he's laying back in the rubble. And I always, like, prior to this reading, I was always like, what, she just, like, he dies, and she just drops him in the dirt? Like, bye! Like, she lets <laughs> go of him. And then I was thinking about it, like, he is the man of steel. He weighs more than a regular man, right? He he weighs a couple hundred, several mm. hundred pounds. And in the the second page before he falls, he's still holding himself up. He's still asking is doomsday dead? Did I did we stop him? Is he done? And until she gives him that reassurance, he's still fighting. He's still trying to to get up.
2: Good. Call out. He good. doesn't he... call
1: out. And then he lets go, and she doesn't have the strength, both emotionally or physically, to hold him up anymore at that point. And he... Oh,
2: it's so good!
3: <laughs> Earlier in the book, even though he didn't say it outright, he knew he had like it wasn't that he knew he had to die, but he knew he had to fight Doomsday until Doomsday was dead, possibly killing himself and using all his power in the process. And so yeah. by still fighting it's like he's not going to stop until the doomsday is saved and the world is saved.
1: Yeah. Right. And he doesn't and he she, doesn't give up. He gives him the permission to relax. Yeah. And and then he goes and completely is is gone and that I I did not pick up on that until this last time and it was really an emotional moment when I when that clicked for me. I was like, "Wow, like that is so Superman right like that's what he represents and that what this, this story is trying to represent about him is that he will not stop no I matter love that what. but I always thought she was just kind of like oh he's dead and <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it, it's crazy what reading a podcast will do to your perspective on reading comic books
1: that's true all right so now that we're all, all right. tearful and, and emotional let's talk we, we read an additional <laughs> Uh, Two issues um, From the next So this is the The Death of Superman Is the first part Of a three Part saga Death of Superman uh, A funeral for a friend Or A world without Superman Whatever you want to call it And then the reign Or the return Of Superman And so from My favorite The second part uh, We read two issues We read Man of Steel 20 And Superman 76 uh, And these are the actual funeral issues where uh, they parade down uh, the Metropolis Street past where Superman and Doomsday Fell. They take him to the Central Park, and they put him in his tomb.
2: Cute and all, Jake, but Aaron just wants to talk about the best hair of our series, which is what's <laughs> uh,
0: Seriously, Ben, what was going on with that? Because it looks like out-of-control lion from uh, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> main like growing was it growing because like Lex is like Pinocchio as he lies the Supergirl <laughs> and his hair grows <laughs> instead of his nose like what's going on there? Um, Lobo's hair is pretty crazy Merida too for brave. <laughs> It was, it was, and you know I thought I thought the couple of issues we read really good. I thought that it gave us some closure with Superman's parents, which I'm not quite sure why they're still alive. Um, uh. I guess that's Brett Cotter or whatever, but, um, you know, we got some closure there. We had Lois struggling with other people trying to come and capitalize on Superman's death as though they're his, his spouse or his significant other. Uh, I thought that was really good on how, you know, yeah, somebody famous dies, somebody important dies. somebody's going to come up and try to capitalize on that. So I thought there yeah. was a lot of, uh, you know, humanity in these two issues. Um, I think you can see how riots would happen with large gatherings and people upset, which that was a really real world. Um, I think, Topical? Yeah, I think there was some, you know, Habitat for Humanity kind of building going on where the JLA is trying to be <laughs> useful and actually do something, so I thought that was good. I hadn't read these before, so reading, reading The Death of Superman with a purpose this time... And then reading these couple of issues, I thought, really added well to, uh,
1: to the story overall. And Batman's in these, so <laughs> that's a lot I mean, of in yeah.
2: them. Well, that, that's what actually I was going to say. And the second issue we read, there's a panel with Batman. He says, death is a part of life. Some of us have seen more than others. But all we can do is live with it and use it to make us better. And behind him... And build Vegas. And no Legos, Which I am made out of Because I am Lego Batman Um, We see behind him His parents being shot Next to the famous case Of the Robin outfit And Joker's smiling face So I thought that his appearance Was quick and short But I felt like it was impactful I also love that Tim Drake Was in these issues So that's why it made (laughs) it For Tim Drake season
1: Well I I love that like (laughs) So it's the second of the two issues. It's the opening scene. Uh, Members of the JLA and other uh, of Superman's contemporaries have met to talk about, you know, what can we do to honor Superman? They're all talking about what to do. And, you know, Nightwing's like, oh, I've known him since I was a kid. And Batman, you know, says what what Ben just read. And then Tim Drake's like, oh, I want to say something, but I'm going to sound like an idiot. Like, (laughs) (laughs)
2: To- well, that, I I thought that was good too,
0: actually. I mean, I think that shows, you know, he's still a kid and he doesn't want to overstep his bounds because he's all about, like, staying in Batman and everyone's good graces.
1: Yeah.
2: Because he's the Bats Robin, thank you.
1: Well, and well. He's, he's standing <laughs> on that rooftop with Batman and Nightwing and Captain Marvel, Shazam, and Green Lantern and The Flash. And, like, I mean, he's standing there with gods and giants. And, you know, he's he's still so unsure of himself i mean we've we've talked about that so much this season about how tim drake is slowly coming into his own we've talked over and over <laughs> but Thank we haven't God. we haven't seen him interact <laughs> with the rest of the dc universe really i mean he's been involved in the batman story and his own but like how does he fit into this world where there are these characters of this magnitude? He feels very, very small. Like, it's very humbling to him. And you're right, Aaron. I I, I was joking, making fun of Tim Drake because it's Tim Drake. But, uh, but it I'm was here. really well done to symbolize, like, you know, this kid. Like, what would he feel like standing there in the rain amongst all these guys?
2: Noah, um, do, you, what, do you have any thoughts from the funeral issues?
3: Uh Well, I didn't take any notes because I read it, like, uh, a few hours ago. Um, uh, or a few hours before starting this.
1: That's right. Ben used to read the books in the car before podcasting.
3: So. <laughs> um, or
2: I just wouldn't read them. But Jake was the first one to ever not read a book, so I have every permission to do that now.
3: I know there's a there's a scene that I can remember where Superman's in this cart and like all of the, it was like the, one of the opening scenes, and all of the superheroes are following him, surrounded by one of the big crowds. It's two page spread, and like. There was the introduction to the issue, and then there was this, like, kind of like a TV show where they have, like, the intro, and then they have the title, and then they continued the episode. Like, it reminded me uh-huh. of that, and it's, like, a, just a trail of all the superheroes. Like, I don't know all of them, but I know some, like, some of the bigger names are in front, and then the rest fall behind.
1: Yeah, and the introduction that you're, to this issue that you were talking about is Lois, like, uh, talking about how you know Perry White's been invited to participate at the funeral and Lois is just a reporter at this point in time right she's, she's not...
3: sitting in front of a phone like wondering if she should call uh, the clerks yeah to tell them or to comfort them
1: once again like the humanity of what's we're supposed to be experiencing is told through Lois Lane and and then it does a really good job of all of the the viewers of the funeral procession. Commenting like, oh, he saved us from that fire. and Yeah, there was like a few pages us. of
3: that. They were all talking about like the small things Superman right. has done for them because they remember those small acts that he did. And then he, although while doing all that, he's saving the entire world from destruction. Like mm-hmm. right. he's protecting right. individual people as well as project, protect, protecting like the mass of all of them.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Um, so we've mentioned Lois a lot. Um, since this is a Batman podcast, we talk a lot about Alfred um, and his significance and his importance. I, Off the top of my head, I feel like Alfred and Lois are two of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, characters in DC comics that are not superheroes or villains. Mm. Um, so are you so, saying,
0: Jake, I thought Ben was all about women's rights in these books. Are you saying that she needs to make Superman a sandwich or a spinach what? fajita? What are you saying? I didn't
2: say that? No, no, no! I'm not saying she's Alfred. I'm saying she. I'm saying she is one of the most important DC characters that is neither a superhero okay. or villain. No, oh, I, I was only comparing her to. I was only comparing her. I was only comparing her to Alfred in the sense of. You talk like how he is like, it, a big girl. No, Whatever. Ben, ben, she, I, I don't know. I'm hungry. I could take a sandwich from anybody. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree with you. I mean, I think she symbolizes a, a, a ton. She's a huge motivator for that character. And yet, when she has her own standalone stories where she's getting. Uh, you know, hot on a the trail of a story or something, or you know, she's adventuring with some other superhero or non superhero. She's an extremely interesting character all on her own, and then you put her with the the biggest name superhero ever, the original one. Like she can go toe to toe with him. Like she is.
0: No, I, I I totally agree. I totally, and I think that's portrayed really well in the early uh, Christopher Reeve movies with uh, Margot Kidder. Mm-hmm as Lois, and she is very much independent, very much going to do what she wants to do or do what she has to do to do her job. Yeah. You know, she may not do it well, but, you know, she's going to do what she needs to do, and I think, you know, she does have that supporting role, like you're saying. No, I I, I agree.
2: So Margot Kidder, I know we're getting a little off topic. Margot Kidder is a good, solid third place Lois Witten for me. But I do like Smallville's Eric Durrance, and I specifically like the animated series Superman's Lois, who is played by none other than the voice of Miss One Andrea Beaumont.
0: <laughs> um, Andrea Beaumont. Of uh, course you view, went there. final
2: thought? I had to. I cut that shit off ten minutes ago. <laughs> what, All
1: right. Reviews. What, uh, no, one more thing on the on the funeral, though. Uh <laughs> I, well, no, I, I really like how they use the character of Mitch and his family. Uh, we didn't talk about it in The Death of, but while Doomsday is on his destructive path, he goes to this really small town, and there's a battle that happens in just like a small rural farmhouse, basically, with this uh, angsty teenager and his mom and his baby sister, and they end up <laughs> getting in peril, and they have to be saved um and i really like that they brought those characters back for the funeral and showed their growth and what the mm-hmm. the impact had been on them and i i thought that the reason for this story that it was told was really summed up well by Mitch when he's like i used to figure you for a loser for a zero and i think that was the general populace's opinion of superman that he before this he hadn't been relevant he hadn't mattered anymore and this comic book brought him back into everybody's mind. It's mm. um, a good point. Yeah,
0: I just didn't like how they brought the the kid's dad back to like reunite with a family at the end. I thought that was dumb.
1: Yeah, I mean, but because like, well, no, I, mean, I agree. That, and that was a, I think a,
0: it was too, it was too convenient. It's like that's not, you know, he, you, you leave, you're not going to come back for.
2: That's back. not a real-life uh, Right, and, and right,
1: do, yeah. they, do they really want him back? I mean, if he was a deadbeat dad, like, why, why do they want him back, right, right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah. So right. that's the 90s. Right, exactly, yeah. But let me ask you something. What do you think of this?
2: Say it's all
0: right. It's
2: that was terrible. Right. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm it's appalled. That was awesome. Because all right. Yes. 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 No! Noah, would you
3: recommend this book? Oh. I would. It was an enjoyable book. Yet, it took me... Well, so I read it a lot in the first day that I, like, I got it. And then I just stopped reading it for like the rest of the week or something like that. And, like, I didn't really get back into it until, like, two days ago. But that's just because I don't really like reading in general. And I've been busy with other things.
0: <laughs> so, Thanks for guest starring on our book
1: podcast, Noah.
3: <laughs> I would definitely recommend it, and
1: if
2: you like yeah. reading,
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: if you do like reading, then you should probably. Who read would you it. recommend it
2: to, Noah? People book who
3: people. like reading.
2: <laughs> <People>. Humans who <laughs> have eyeballs and can read.
1: Uh, <laughs> I I well. loved it. Um I really enjoyed the reread of it at this point, you know, with as much as we've been digging into individual stories and characters, it I I read it in a different way um this time and it meant a lot to me and it threw me back. It did a really good job not of being too old and dated, but have but being able to put me back in that 10-11 year old uh, mindset of, of exploring this story when I when it first came out and I first got to read it. And I, I, I really like that.
2: Nice. So this, honestly, might have been the first time that I read it cover to cover. Oh, wow. I skimmed it. I've read both. I've read it, but I don't know if I've ever actually sat down and read it. Does that make sense? Like, I, I, I know the story. I've read an issue here, an issue there. But this is the first time I really read it. And... Obviously, it was good. It was important. To me, this book is as important as, uh, what is it called, Death in the Family uh, for what's coming in the future. So, this book is very, very important to me. Um, Yeah, read it. It's it's an iconic storyline, like top ten things you should read if you read comic books. And I, I think it held up. Like, there's obviously decade issues, but it's not, like, as problematic as a lot of the like, jokes made us read. <laughs>
1: true. That's true. true. Uh,
0: I would agree with all three of you. Um, I'm not going to go into much detail, but, you know, just brought back a lot of memories from growing up and buying this when it came out and reading it as a kid. Um, read it. Get yourself a Slurpee while you read it. And that's all yeah. my recommendation is.
1: Excellent. What's what's next, Jake? All right, guys. Well, we only have one more book this season to talk about. We are almost... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Somebody hasn't done their Elseworlds yet. Somebody... Oh, my
2: gosh. So, two things to say. One, if we were recording in person, Aaron, if you had got us all Slurpees and put some alcohol in it... I would have. Cronella, <laughs> that would have been freaking perfect. And I yeah. probably would have cried. I, would have tried. I desperately I, I tried know. to. <laughs> I tried
1: to find the Superman armband, like almost to the point that I was gonna buy four copies of the sealed polybag uh, to, to pop them open.
3: <laughs> how long were you playing that well, I line? Wasn't 100, I wasn't hundred. I wasn't hundred
0: percent certain. It was like thirty years ago, like you know when it came out, and I, I was like, I you know whatever. I I thought it was Seven Eleven. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was Seven Eleven.
1: No, yeah, I remember and... it vividly being Seven Eleven. I just couldn't remember if you got it or Dad bought it.
0: No, I bought it. I remember buying it. I I was pretty sure it was 7-Eleven, which is just
2: awesome.
0: crazy. So, all right, Jake, uh,
2: So, and. coming up next is my "quote unquote world. I am not am going to do Elseworlds cuz unlike Aaron, I don't need to see Batman in trench coats. I, however, <laughs> have my own continuity and my own story that I want to see in DC. So, moving forward, fans friends, everyone in between. Ben's picks for Elseworlds are going to be things that Ben wants in continuity that Jake hasn't selected. No, so we're going, to <laughs> we're going to follow up with the end of Funeral for a Friend and the beginning of A Reign of Superman. You can catch that in Adventures of Superman 500 through 502. Yeah, all right. That was dramatic as heck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. I, I, I find that
0: you know, my tastes run to the obscure, um, and yours run to the not necessary, so I think we're good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well said. That's fair. That's fair. Well, i am been your... Oh, God. Oh, God, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you are so close. This is a seven-hour episode. Noah, what did we learn this week?
3: It's that time again.
2: To do another one of our cute little skits?
3: No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn,
0: turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. <laughs>
1: well, Aaron, what's today, well, uh, the moral of today's story?
0: Um, don't kill
1: birds. <laughs> <laughs> That's, or planes or anything up in the air
3: don't or, beat up the world's y'all hero know, like, do y'all remember?
2: remember the trips to Six Flags where I kept finding dead birds on the rides and it traumatized me like, I cannot deal with dead birds like, ben, <laughs> ben, the amount
1: of things that memory, traumatized you I can't keep up with so.
2: ben,
0: ben my favorite bird memory is your brother being chased by seagulls <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, uh, that was me. That, that was just me reclaiming my time.
0: <laughs> I remember you and I throwing popcorn near his feet so <laughs> the seagulls would attack him.
2: His feet, boy. We went for his face. <laughs> <laughs> and mom and dad were laughing. You are to stop us. Holy.
0: <laughs> and on Come the, on, no, back I'm to me, island. I'm the
1: oldest out of us. I'll clean this up. Thanks for tuning in.
2: I'm Baron, the baby brother, and you're sunshine and Gotham,
1: Our special guest. Noah. And I'm Jake. I'm the Miller <laughs> brother. Uh, I didn't write any damn books, but I wish I had written this one.
2: Bye! Bye! Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I am the night a tyrant.